630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. And now you've got Kajula looking for the activating nurse. He's got him to win it. Nurse shoots and scores. Raleigh takes the step, settles into the pocket. He's got some time. Now he's going deep, looking down the sidelines. Oh, what a catch! And that's going to be a touchdown all the way to the end zone for Darrell Walker. An absolute bomb. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. It's the autumn, the weather is cooling off, but the sports scene certainly heating up. Oilers players practicing at Rogers Place. These are obviously informal practices. No uh, coaches can be on the ice, no current coaches. A coach from last year, Ian Herbers, has been uh, running the sessions the last couple of days at Rogers Place. Connor McDavid, Nugent Hopkins among the Oilers players hitting the ice as we ramp up for the Oilers season. The veterans uh, training camp less than two weeks away on Thursday. We're going to have the young guys, the rookies gathering for physicals. They play a game on Sunday against the Calgary Flames rookies in Calgary. We'll have that one for you on 6.30. Ched, one 30 for the pregame show. The game will start at 2. Uh, so hockey's really getting on the docket here. Obviously, the Edmonton Oil Kings played a couple of preseason games on the weekend. Football in full swing. We had the Eskimos' disappointment in the Labor Day Classic yesterday in Calgary, 23-20. The Stamps win it on the field goal with no time on the clock as the Eskimos uh, unable to come through in the second half yet again. That's becoming an unfortunate theme for them this season. Uh, University football going, high school football getting going, uh, the Prairie Junior Football Conference already through three games. Um, Man, the Edmonton Huskies lost on the weekend at home, 28-17 to the Regina Thunder. They're going to have a rematch this coming Sunday in Regina. Both teams are 2-1. and one. Uh, Second best records in the Prairie Conference. Regina gets the tiebreaker because they have the head-to-head win. I, I was looking at, looking at stuff about that game. The penalties in that game, 21 called on the Huskies, 5 by Regina. And, and it's not like there was an all-out brawl or anything on the game. Now, look, I, I, I didn't see the game, but when I see those numbers... I, I can't help but say to myself, what is up with the officiating in that game? I mean, that that should be, and, and these, you know, is it the, the score was 28-17 Regina. It, it wasn't a blowout. It wasn't one team taking on a weak team that is, you know, poor and stupid and has to commit penalties to even try to stay in it. 21-5, the penalties in a game. I, I, I know what you're going to say. Well, if it's a penalty, you got to call it. You got to call it. But that's, I mean, that's. Wow, that's that's too bad. Refs don't do interviews. Like that's that's a stunner. Twenty-one-five penalty discrepancy in the game. The Edmonton Huskies called for twenty-one penalties. The Regina Thunder uh, called for five. I mean that 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 just shouldn't happen. But 
anyway, uh, the Thunder won the game 28-17. The Edmonton Wildcats beat the Calgary Colts 48-0, held Calgary to six first downs. Braden Chilibeck had 17 carries for 101 yards. Brady Kerr had a pick six in that game. And, of course, the NFL is starting on Thursday. So it's a fun time of year. Baseball playoffs are coming up, all that kind of, uh, all that kind of stuff going on. So uh, pleased to have you joining me tonight. We will get into a little bit in the uh, Colin Kaepernick Nike discussion later on this half hour. Justin Archer is going to join me. He's a partner with Berlin Communications, a longtime uh, member of the public relations community here in Edmonton. He'll have some interesting thoughts on that. Uh, here's, here's a hint, folks. I'm guessing Nike knows what they're up to. <laughs> They've been in this game a while. They probably knew some people would be burning their shoes and cutting the logos off your socks and all that kind of stuff. Kellen, I don't know if you hear. You know, here's the thing about social media. Hey, Reed. I don't. I don't know. You, you, you see stuff on social media, and a lot of times you don't know if it's true or not. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, and sometimes you don't know if someone is is joking because sometimes you'll think, "Oh, this person's obviously joking around or exaggerating," and then you realize, "Oh my God, that's true." Yeah. And then other times you think, "Hey, that." Well, that's interesting, and then you find a couple days later it was totally made up or Mm. meant to be a joke. But, but there was. Did you see the video of the guy, the Twitter account, a guy burning his Nike shoes as he was wearing them, and then allegedly a tweet several hours later. I shouldn't be laughing at this if it is true. uh, A a picture allegedly taken several hours later of a guy with burned feet, same Twitter account, saying, "I am now in the hospital." Because he, he hmm. now this this could be totally made up, because I would hope if somebody was going to burn their Nike shoes, they would not be wearing them at the time. Right. Anyway, I can't add anything to that. This is just insane. So, uh, Gary says, "Hey, Reed, just got back from the Saskatchewan game at Mosaic. Without a doubt, their tailgating and in-game fan experience way better than Commonwealth. We need a new barn for football." Uh, well, I don't. I, I think Commonwealth. I don't think Commonwealth Stadium is going to be replaced anytime sh- soon. Obviously, the Riders have done a great job. I think that fan experience speaks to the fas- the, the the passion of their fan base more so than the actual facility that is uh, played in. Uh, uh, Terrence from Red Deer says, Hey, Reed, what do you think of the Oilers leaving Al Hamilton's number three off their 40th anniversary patch? Well, I I think the number should be on there. I I know the Oilers said in a tweet this afternoon that the the numbers on the patch are the players who are in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, I I think the kind of awkward situation there is you have seven numbers. I mean, it's not like there are 28 retired numbers, and six of them are in the, in the Hockey Hall of Fame. So you have to say, all right, we're not going to put 28 numbers on there. We're going to put, the, but I mean, to, just to leave Hamilton off. And I know, you know, he played for the Oilers mostly in the WHA, um, and he didn't. He only played about half a season with them in the NHL. But still, that that's a retired number. Uh, they decided he was an important part of their history at some point to put the number up there. He's still around the team, representing the alumni a lot. I, I I would have preferred Hamilton's number to be on there. So that's what I think about it, Terrence. Thank you very much. All right, you can text 630-630. Our phone number is 780-496-0063. We will bring Colin... Uh, we won't bring Colin. That'd be something if we got Colin Kaepernick on. We will talk about Nike and Colin Kaepernick with Justin Archer when we get back. It's our YEG with 630 Chad.
Lace up your walking shoes and head over to Kinsman Park this Sunday for the Ovarian Cancer Canada Walk of Hope. Then September 14th to 16th, Alberta Avenue comes alive for Kaleido Festival. You'll have to see it to believe it. That's RYEG. I'm Margo Marin. For details on these and more events, visit 630Ched.com. WestJet's new sale is called the Bestination Sale because right now you can save on over 80 WestJet destinations. What's a destination? Well, when you combine big savings with awesome destinations, you've got destinations. And we've got destinations on sale right now. The Bestination Sale, over 80 destinations, six months to travel. Book by September 9th at WestJet.com or call your travel agent. Restrictions apply. RV Wars is back! Four massive dealers, Arcan Trailer and RV, RV City, Go RV, and Shipwreck Marine are battling to give you the best deal on remaining 2018s. Over 250 new tent trailers, travel trailers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, motorhomes, and boats. Everything must go. Save big on last year's leftover inventory at Alberta's largest RV clearance sale. RV Wars! September 6th to 9th in the Overflow parking lot at West Edmonton Mall. Details at rvwars.ca. Thinking of renting your home? Call Hope Street Property Management. Here's what one client says. My name is Jasmine, and I called Hope Street to rent out my condo in the downtown. They do inspections, credit checks, rent collection, and we can visit the place anytime. Hope Street Property Management. Call 1-888-RENT-NOW for more or a free online rental evaluation. Hope Street Property Management. We'll guard your castle. HopeStreet.ca Better get Mako. When a car accident brings your day to a halt, Mako can help. Our expert repair services and easy, streamlined process can get you back on the road fast. Remember, you have the choice to choose your body shop. Visit one of our three area Mako locations today. Tonight, dare to dream big. On Friday, September 7th, join Stand Up to Cancer Canada for all the inspiration. It takes courage to take on cancer. All the laughter. You change one letter in cancer, it becomes dancer. What? All the stars. If we all stand up to cancer together, we can kick it so good. Every network, every star. One night to save lives. Tune in live Friday, September 7th, 8, 7 central. Check your local listings for exact airtime in your market. Is your monthly power bill getting out of hand? Ask the Alberta government to stop the power monopoly and prevent distribution rate hikes by going to stopthepowermonopoly.ca or by searching Stop the Power Monopoly on Facebook. Your home for breaking news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, so I, I just did a quick uh, Google here. Apparently, this is indeed a hoax of uh, a Twitter user burning his Nike shoes and then later showing a picture of burned feet in the hospital. Uh, the, the photo of, of the uh, of the injured feet uh, is indeed real, but it's uh, it's not that Twitter user. And apparently, this is a guy who has tried to create viral things before. But I'm sure you have seen that there are uh, some people who are uh, defacing or discarding their Nike products in the wake of the uh, Colin Kaepernick ad campaign, the latest for uh, Nike's long-standing Just Do It campaign. Whenever I hear that, I, I still think of Michael Jordan. Uh, I still associate Just Do It with uh, with Michael Jordan ads from 
probably the late 80s. So I guess that that advertising uh, did indeed work. But to talk about the ins and outs of this, I'm pleased to welcome to the show Justin Archer, a partner with Berlin Communications. And of course, uh, I, I called you a long-standing member of the public relations community, Justin, because I thought it made you sound really important. Well, thanks very much, Reed. Nice to be here this afternoon with you. Well, it's it's good to talk to you. This is uh, a, a, an interesting uh, an interesting development here, and obviously, Colin Kaepernick has not played in the NFL. Um, I mean, it's it's basically believed that he's he's blacklisted because he decided to kneel during the national anthem, which was a uh, protest against uh, what he thought was police brutality, uh, obviously uh, often directed against young black men. That, that was his thinking. Um, he did have a fellow former NFLer, uh, a white fellow former NFLer who served in the military, who said maybe it's more effective if you kneel. And uh, I think Colin Kaepernick's good enough to be in the NFL, uh, but he isn't, so that's kind of the backstory. Right, right, yeah. And then we just find out, uh, I guess, was it this morning or, or maybe over the weekend, that he's the star of this new ad campaign for Nike, which um, I guess you wanted to talk about a little bit here today. So when you, from from, from someone who, who's in this field, Justin, uh, when, you see, when you see Nike roll this out, and interesting timing too, the season starts in two days, and we're not talking about our Super Bowl picks, we're talking about a Nike ad campaign. When you first saw this come out, what were, what were your initial reactions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm, to, be, to start with, I'll, I'll just say right off the hop, Reed, I just absolutely love it uh, from Nike. I think, you know, whatever you think about Kaepernick, whether you uh, kind of agree with the protest that he's done or whether you don't think it's an appropriate way to protest, um, it's been a big part of the culture and a big part of the conversation over the last year or so. Uh, this guy's clearly, uh, you know, gotten under the skin of the NFL. He's got a lot of supporters and a lot of people who are who are interested in what he's doing. And... Um, so I think by doing this, Nike just got really, really relevant. And um, I think in, in advertising and marketing, when you're relevant, that's never a bad thing. Well, and, and I mean, you, you've, you've put together uh, campaigns yourself that, that I, I would assume in, involve a lot of money. Uh, mm-hmm. would, would it be fair to say you're, you're prepared for every eventuality and all types of reaction? Well, you know, I think... Whenever you're putting a, a PR advertising campaign together, you have to think about who is your target audience. It, you know, who are we trying to sell this to, or who are we trying to convince? And often it's not everybody. And so I think that's the calculus that Nike made here. I think, um, you know, I, and I haven't seen data on this, read, but I suspect that people that support Kaepernick tend to be younger. Um, and and so I think it's a bet on the future for Nike. I think they're saying they're kind of putting a stake in the ground and saying. You know what? We are we're picking some of our customers, and we're not picking other ones of our customers. And I think they're doing that very deliberately. Uh, I, you know, I, I just looked up uh, the value of it. I think I think the value is 128 billion or something like that for this company. So you know, these guys aren't messing around, and, and you don't just sort of you don't just play around with a brand like that uh, without really thinking it through and running a bunch of scenarios. So I suspect that they've. They've run some numbers, and it maybe isn't quite as radical of a, of a thing as it feels like, although really it, it, is, it is a surprising advertising campaign to me. Uh, Justin Archer joining us from Berlin Communications. We're talking about the uh, Nike ads featuring uh, quarterback Colin, uh, Colin Kaepernick. Well, I mean, you, you mentioned the value of the dollars, and, and I, I love how you say, you know, maybe, I mean, are you saying the people who might be most offended by this 
aren't buying Nike products anyway, so they don't yeah, they don't care. Not necessarily. I mean, you know, if there was a thing on Twitter today, you know, some of your listeners probably saw a lot of people were burning their Nikes, you know, the people oh, yeah. that were mad. So, I mean, those people obviously had to buy them uh, at some point. So I don't think it's that the people that don't like this wouldn't have been consumers. I think that they, they think that there's more people maybe that do like it would, would be my guess. I, I also think, you know, in, in branding and marketing, they're in such a competitive environment with Adidas and with Under Armour now. Um, you know, taking a stand like this and sort of standing out has potential real upsides for the brand. You know, like they could really own the category because of this. And I think, you know, another thing we haven't really heard people talk about too much yet, but I think is going to be, you know, maybe the next part of this is who are some of the other athletes in this campaign? I saw somewhere online that Serena Williams mm-hmm. is part of this campaign. Uh, LeBron James is part of this campaign. So you've got, you know, probably the biggest stars in sports, really. Um, that, that are that are kind of maybe standing arm in arm with him on this. Like to me, if Nike's offside with the NFL, maybe they're onside with all the young athletes and uh, and future Nike customers out there. This is an interesting one to me because, I mean, Colin Kaepernick had a pretty good but relatively short burst of success in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we referenced off the top, he 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 may never he may never get to play again. Some of the other, I mean, we mentioned, uh, you know, Jordan's obviously longstanding uh, affiliation. I mean, I still associate him with the first uh, Nike ads I can remember. Okay, mm-hmm. Serena Williams, LeBron, LeBron James. These are all among yeah, Bo the... Bo Jackson, do you remember those ones? Yeah, the Bo, yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah, the Bo Jackson doing the, playing yeah. all the different sports. I think yeah. Gretzky was even in a commercial yeah, alongside right. Bo Jackson. that's right, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Nike... He's now joined that iconic company, right? Here's a guy who, you know, whether he was a... Uh, an NFL star or not is, is now kind of going to go down in the lore of football and of advertising and of culture. You know, maybe uh, kind of an interesting move for him. Well, and that and that's that's where I was I was taking you here. It, he twenty years from now, we're gonna we're gonna say okay, Nike had LeBron and Jordan, two of the best football players of all time. Like twenty years from now, Colin Kaepernick. It's highly unlikely he'll be discussed as the greatest football player of all time, unless something drastic happens. But he, right. but he will be remembered simply for being in this, and, that, and that's kind of one of those things, right? Like he'll be, he'll be an athlete whose athletic achievements might become very, very secondary in his legacy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that I think we got to give him—I mean, I totally agree with that. But the other thing that we got to give him some credit for is, you know, he. Uh, what is it? I think the ad says something like to say, you know, risk losing everything or something yeah. like that. I can't remember the exact words on it, but, you know, this guy did really uh, give up, uh, you know, a, a real NFL career uh, for this. You know, he, he, he stuck to his guns and he said, you know what, no, I want to protest police brutality. And he was very clear about that, too. People say, oh, he's protesting the military or he's protesting the flag. We know that he wasn't because he told us. He said, no, I'm protesting uh, police brutality. And this is the most respectful way I can think of to do it. So that's what he did. And and so now he's not welcome in the league anymore. You know, it's a, he did, the guy did take a stand. And, and I think that, uh, that people see that and people realize that. And, and, you know, all, all the NFL owners, uh, you know, colluding, it seems like to keep them off the roster, it, they've made him into a folk hero. And instead of just going away quietly, this guy has used that attention uh, to to bring even more attention to his cost, you know. And now, now in partnership with Nike. 
Uh, I mean, real, really, really great PR work, really, honestly, I think so, uh, with, on, on behalf of Nike and on behalf of Kaepernick. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it turns out. I mean, you know, their stock price is down today, a few for 3% today down, but I bet you in the long run this turns out to be a good move for both of them. Well, as you referenced, they can they can probably afford the three percent given what they're worth. Uh, is this? I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know you you keep an eye on things. I, I remember when when uh, Tiger had his whole you know the the sex scandal stuff and all his affairs were revealed. Yeah. A lot of companies dropped him. Like, is is this maybe kind of a different side of the fence? But is is this of the same? That that's the last big sports PR thing that I can remember. This many people talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is interesting because it's almost the exact complete opposite right. where a guy who's out of the league is getting signed. And, and Nike made a point today of saying uh, he's getting a, a, what they call a star deal, right? Like he's getting kind of like the highest level of, uh, of endorsement payments from them. So they've kind of gone and sort of resurrected uh, somebody who may have been kind of ending his time um, on the public stage, you know. So, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a fascinating thing. And I think, uh, I, you know, I sort of said off the beginning, like, to be relevant is so important in, in advertising. And I think there's this bigger, broader conversation in society right now. You know, Donald Trump kind of uh, is a catalyst for a lot of it, about just like what kind of country is the United States and, you know, what do we value? And Kaepernick has really grabbed a hold of that, and he's he's been a big part of it. So for Nike to, you know, it, it, by Nike going with him, they're kind of going against the NFL, really. And so it's a uh, it's a bold move. It really is. Well, it, it's going to be interesting to see how this uh, how this plays out. And, and you're right; uh, they've they've made Colin Kaepernick uh, very relevant, even though he uh, might not take a snap in the NFL this season. Right. Justin, thanks for fitting me into your schedule. Very, really cool perspective. Thanks, man. Oh, really nice to talk to you, Reed. Have a great one. That is Justin Archer, a partner with Berlin Communications, a longtime public relations consultant here in the city of Edmonton. So that was some cool stuff there from Justin. Uh, Rick has called in with some reaction. Uh, Rick, I'm going to bring you in after the news, 780-496-0063. You are welcome to join Rick on the open line or text 63630. Inside Sports on 630 Chat. This Saturday, rematch on home turf. Edmonton hosts Calgary. The Dinette and Patio Furniture pregame show starts at 3.30. Kickoff at 5. Brought to you by your Alberta Ford dealers. Only on Eskimos Radio. 6.30 Chad. Hi, this is Ryan Dijon Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight at 6.34. The Oilers are going to have a fan day Saturday, September 15th at Rogers Place in Fort Hall to open up their 40th anniversary season. Free of charge, doors opening at 10, closing at 3. It'll feature the opportunity to watch an Oilers scrimmage from 10.30 until just after noon. And uh, I got a, had a question there about that uh, 40th anniversary patch the Oilers are going to wear. They're also going to wear a blue retro jersey four times this season all against opponents of the old Smythe division 
The Kings on November 29th, Flames on December 9th, the Jets on New Year's Eve, and the Canucks on Thursday, March 7th. Big weekend coming up. You heard the commercial for the rematch. 3 o'clock pregame show, 5 o'clock kickoff from the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. Saturday, Eskimo Stampeders. Sunday afternoon, Oilers rookies, Flames rookies. Our coverage will start at 1.30, the game at 2. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Blake Wheeler, new deal from the Winnipeg Jets. Five years, $41.25 million. That's eight and a quarter million per season. And uh, we'll get the story out of Winnipeg with our good buddy Bob Irving coming up between 7 and 7.30. Moss and Morley from 7.30 to 8. 7804960063. Rick is on the line. Hey, Rick. Hey, uh, Reed. You got a great show and good for Wheeler. I mean, that's one heck of a hockey player. And one of his players uh, was asked, what they contributed the all the success to this year, and the, the one player said to the interviewer, he said, "You know what, Wheeler is has been so big in our dressing room. He's such a such a great leader, and so I think Wheeler is really uh, emblematic, and and he, he really shows the success of what the Winnipeg Jets are. So I'm looking forward to seeing a great year from them. Yeah, quickly Reason- with quickly with Wheeler, 91 points last year, ninth in the NHL. Kind of a guy who didn't blossom until he was in his mid twenties. He just turned uh, he just turned thirty two. Here's here's something for you too, Rick. He was one of only two players in the NHL last season to have more assists than Connor McDavid. He and Claude Giroux yeah, had sixty eight, and McDavid had uh, sixty seven. Anyway, hey, listen, I I phoned in on the Kaepernick thing, and uh, I view him as an employee needing to adhere to uh, the rules and regulations of the employer. And uh, so when I see him do that, I, I see him uh, dissing uh, not not only the the United States military, which I think he is when he does do that, and I think it's uh, wrong for Nike to do what they did. And you know what? It'll impact me as a person. But the other thing I don't I remember, Roseanne Barr, what happened to her? She made a comment. She was gone the next day. If uh, you're doing this talk show and you brought in some um, ethnic slant and or did something against uh, the wishes of your employer, you'd be gone the next day and or reprimanded. So Kaepernick should be no different. And you know what, if you've got a personal issue or you've got something you want to say, you say it in private. But when you're employed by somebody, you have to hear by those rules. That's so you're, you're, obviously, you're, you're obviously talking about kneeling a couple of years ago because he's technically he doesn't have an employer right now. Well, no, I'm talking about when he did have he, an employer and all the issue was... Yeah. Uh, was about what he did when he did it and he's you know he was breaking some uh, rules there's no question and social media is so powerful today that that a lot of the owners were standing back not sure what to do when he did do it but uh, at the same time uh, i'm a business owner and if i'm employing somebody and they step out of line like that quite obvious I have to step in and do something well so. it's it, yeah Rick I, I, I want to keep you on the line because I'm I, I'm, in, I'm enjoying your, your take on this and yeah. I, I mean as a business owner you're you're I mean I it always I, I always find it not like funny not in a ha-ha way but odd when people put on their Twitter account oh my tweets don't express the opinions of my employer yeah but that doesn't mean you can say horrible stuff and your employer is going to be fine with it right uh no, now, are correct. you opposed let me ask you this rick are are you opposed to athletes injecting themselves into the discussions of social issues because here's the okay weak and i i think athletes should just stand for the anthem 
I, I don't think I'm as, as as offended by it as some people, but I'm I think just honor the tradition and stand for it. Kaepernick well, used I, that as a yeah. as a platform, but if if Kaepernick would have uh, written a, an article or, or done a, an interview in Sports Illustrated without kneeling, would you would you have objected to that? No, I mean if he didn't kneel and he's doing it on his personal time, I don't have an issue with that. Okay. But- when he's doing it on the field, in the employment of his employee, uh, when he's employed uh, during a game, he's part and parcel of that game he's now employed. So if he's doing it on his personal time, you know what, game on, do what you want to do, accepting, uh, don't be using whether the 49ers uh, or the Oilers or whoever his employer might be, that, that uh, he's infringing on, on their viewpoint, and you can't do that. You've got to be careful that... Keep your own views to yourself and separate from um, the contract in which you have. Don't don't mix the two because uh, what you just said is uh, you're. Uh, I'm not viewing, or he, um, what did you say? I don't know how you said it, but you said that you your views can't be taken as as the views of my company and or whatever. Right. So yeah, yeah, you you can't mix the two. There's no question about that. And but if he wanted to do it on his own then that's different but if See, listen i i'm not american but you stand for that national anthem be it canadian or united states and you'd be damn proud of it because he's making a living off those people that sacrifice every day for him rick now, I, I, pre- people- here's the thing rick there are there are some fans who simply are offended that athletes have uh, opinions you know what I mean? Like, and I'm not. Like, I, I always now. I don't necessarily agree with Kaepernick's tactics. I, I think what's going to happen with this Nike thing is going to be fascinating. But I don't have a problem with the Muhammad Ali's of the world who have opinions and try to show some intelligence outside their field of play. So I don't. I I, I may have some objections with how Kaepernick um, po- has pulled all this off. But I don't have objections with him having an opinion, even regardless of how I feel about any athlete's opinion. I think if they want to use their fame or notoriety to say to talk about something that bugs them, and they're relatively informed, that itself doesn't bother me. Well, you know what, and I agree with that. I think I think that that's the right way to approach that. And but uh, here, in the incident that would have happened when he knelt and then others started to do it. Yep. I'm telling you right now, if I own that football team. Or, and I was part of the management of that football team. I'd have had two, um, two people escort him right off the field as he was kneeling down within that, that anthem, and that would have stopped it right away. So, but again, I, I agree with you. Outside of that, if he, if he wanted to do what Muhammad Ali did and, and uh, so many others done what, you, what you're doing outside of the arena, then I'm, I'm totally comfortable with that. Therefore, if he has his own following because of his issues right. outside of the football, I'm okay with that. Rick, What's wrong with that? Rick, very, a very informed and mature take on your part, because I think sometimes with this, people just get get angry and, and start calling names with maybe not about thinking about what goes behind it. So I appreciate your call, and thanks for tuning in. Yeah, great show. Okay. Thanks, Rick. That is Rick, 780-496-0063. Ernest is on the line as well. Hi, Ernest. Oh, how are you doing? Good. Yes, I have something that is bugging me, but I'm not that well informed about it. That's why I'm calling. Okay, I'll try to help you. In the CFL, do all the teams have the same amount of Thursday night games? Like, I think we had at least two home Thursday night games and maybe one on the road. And I... Personally, I, I, I'm a Eskimo fan uh, 
season ticket holder for over 25 years now. And, you know, now my wife is, uh, my wife usually goes to the games, but she brings our grandson. So, okay. you know, it's just Ernest, cool I'll, it's I'll, just, I'll just jump in. I, I'll have to look at the schedule because I don't, okay. Here are, the, here are the Thursday night games so far this year. There are not any more. Uh, Edmonton at Winnipeg. Saskatchewan at Ottawa. Ottawa at Calgary. Hamilton at Saskatchewan. Calgary at Ottawa. Saskatchewan at Hamilton. Edmonton at Montreal. Ottawa at Toronto. Edmonton at BC. And Edmonton at Hamilton. That's been it for the third. So what we had so three. So I heard Edmonton four times there. And I'm Did we have four or three? Okay. I heard four. Uh, but I guess well, I don't even see why the CFL has Thursday night games. I think because in in the in the summer they they have them on the Thursday because I I, I think they figure on weekends they, they sometimes don't get as many people in the summer and then they shift to pretty much uh, exclusive Friday and Saturday uh, in yeah, in, the, in the fall. I know my wife. I, well, we're not we're season ticket holders and we don't like it simply because it's a work day and it's also yeah. and sometimes a couple were at eight o'clock at night. Yeah. No, I know I'm not. I I, I look. I've had this discussion with people for a long time, Ernest, because you know I I, I lived in Lloydminster and uh, and sometimes would try to come in for a Thursday night game or or would have to miss the game. I, I don't think the Thursday night games are are, are ideal. Uh, I think they do try to spread them around a little bit. Most teams get at least at least a couple. Uh, there aren't there aren't any in the fall, and the fact that they keep scheduling them probably leads me to believe that they still think that's maybe better than than having a game on a another game no, on a Saturday or a Sunday. No, I guess. Sound fair? I, I mean, it's up to them to make the schedule. I did hear Edmonton four times there, and that seems like a lot. But uh, uh, I just, I don't like it, and I don't know how other fans feel about it. Okay, uh, thanks, I Ernest. I got to run, buddy. Thanks. Okay, that's Ernest, 780-496-0063. Uh, it is quarter to seven. That's 645 for those of you who only know about digital clocks. We uh, we have a very uh, special, well, he's, well, he's special, special guest coming up next. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. All right, so some Oilers skating at Rogers Place. Uh, the Eskimos off today, back to practice tomorrow to get ready for the rematch on Saturday against the Calgary Stampeders. Well, if you'd been uh, watching uh, the old highlight shows on TSN for the last few weeks, you probably would have thought that our next guest had yet again lost his job. It just turns out he gets a lot of holidays. We welcome Jay on right back to the show. Hey, Jay. Yeah, and I deserve them. <laughs> oh, I, I know those three-hour workdays are tough, so you need a whole month to recoup your energy. Oh, sorry, Reed. I'm not like you. I don't just arrive to work with stats in my head and just go on the radio and don't prep. Dan and I spend a solid eight hours prepping for the show, and then another hour performing the program, and then another hour debrief that leads to a 10-hour workday or the equivalent workday of uh, someone who perhaps manages uh, a brick store in Edmonton. How how was your time off, by the way? What was the highlight of your summer vacation, Jay? Oh well, it was it was terrific. Uh, so many things I could say. 
Uh, it was wonderful to be uh, in the city of uh, Kelowna, where my folks live. Uh, you know, unfortunate about the fire situation out there, but uh, the the Okanagan remains uh, beautiful, and uh, had a terrific time out there. Went to Victoria as well, so uh, yeah, just a, just a terrific amount of time off there, and uh, happy to be back on Sports Center with Jane Dad. We're on tonight at ten o'clock local time, Edmonton time. On TSN. Yeah, well, I'm I'm glad you got the promo in there because I'm sure no one's heard of the show. Uh, it's only like that's the... Sports <laughs> Center with Jay and Dan. <laughs> yeah, just... That's tonight. That's Sunday to Thursday, <laughs> 10 p.m. Edmonton time. Watch it if you can on TSN. <laughs> uh, so you had to go back to work on Labor Day Sunday, though. That doesn't seem like a way for the network to treat its two-star attractions. I would agree with you uh, on paper, but what I will say is because it was Labor Day Classic weekend, we insisted on coming back because we knew we'd be sitting on the couch watching those games anyway, so we might as well get paid. <laughs> so you might as well uh, go back and, and talk about the games. Uh, Jay Onright right. joining us from uh, TSN back uh, back on the show tonight. We had, we had you on earlier in the summer. I was doing the show from Telus Field or uh, Renfrew Park, John Ducey Park, as, as, uh, as you would have known it uh, as a kid, now the home of the Edmonton Prospects. Uh, Jay, I, look, we got we to try. You mentioned the Labor Day games. Uh, you and I often exchanged uh, text messages during or after, well, any Eskimo game. And uh, we did again yesterday. And uh, it was, uh, I just like, please take control of the game. Please take control of the game. Please get a few more points. And, uh, again, that didn't happen. And, again, a winnable game slips away, buddy. It was really unfortunate. And uh, you, could, you could sense, and I'm sure you've played the, the post-game sound from Mike Riley. I've, I've never seen him. He, I've, I've seen him emotional, but I've never, never seen him quite that frustrated. Um, and, you know, that's, that's a, a testament to how badly he obviously wanted to win it. And I think they had to win a, a Labor Day game since 2011 or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so, well, so seven yeah. years in a row now, yeah. It's been a long time, and and it's and it, Calgary, let's be honest, has a, a terrific football team, obviously. They have a great team. Uh, who would have known that it would have been such a seamless transition from Huffdagle to Dickinson as coach? He's done a terrific job, I think. Bo Levi Mitchell, an incredible quarterback. They have all sorts of great weapons on both sides of the football, but... That was, as you said, as you pointed out, that was a very winnable game, and they let it slip away. But as Jason Moss also said after the game, Dan pointed out something. Jason Moss, even when they've done well, always seems angry. Uh, he seems like he wants to fight someone. That's why I like him as our coach. But uh, he, as he said, you've got to put it behind you, and, and Saturday is, is a massive, massive game uh, at home. So I'm looking forward to being there as a special guest of 6.30 Ched. Uh, in Brian Hall, in the Brian Hall luxury suite at Commonwealth Stadium. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you have worked that out with Halsey because I have uh, no plans to bring you to the game or let you stay at my house this oh. weekend. So, oh, well, well. interesting. Well, guess what? It doesn't matter because I'm staying with the mayor of Morinville, Morinville, Alberta. Wonderful town, uh, a liquor store with very relaxed. Uh, ID check laws. 
that I took advantage of as a kid when I was a youngster. Uh, and the mayor of that city, uh, she is a wonderful woman. Her name escapes me. Uh, Lisa Holmes is no longer the mayor of Mournville. <laughs> okay. Well, that's not what she told me, Reed. When she contacted me and invited me out to her house, she said, don't worry, I'm still the mayor. That's specifically what her email said. And I was inclined to believe her. But what you're trying to tell me now is that that is not true. Yeah, Barry Turner is the new mayor of Mournville, and, and he's welcome to reach out any time. Uh, Lisa often did. Uh, Barry Turner, mayor, mayor of Mournville. We, I should just have a bunch of small-town mayors on the show one week. That would be fun. Or, better yet, how about a new show, you and Bob Layton, in a program called Small Town Mayors, and you it's the two of you. And then two small-town mayors, and you have a roundtable. You discuss issues facing small Alberta towns, agriculturally, civic issues, uh, budgets, schools, what have you. Uh, every Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock p.m., Reed Wilkins, Bob Layton, small-town mayors. It begins this Sunday on 6.30 Chip. Why do I need Bob Layton to help me host that show? I think I'm perfectly qualified. <laughs> There's an authority on all things Alberta and Edmonton, and you should have some respect. <laughs> uh, Jay, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, I know you got to get to work. Before I let you go, what will the uh, lead story tonight be on SC with Jay and Dan on TSN at 10 p.m. Mountain Time? Oh, probably Maple Leaf snowing our network. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Very happy to be at TSN. Uh, I believe it will be the Blake Wheeler contract extension, Reed. I think that's a, that's a pretty massive signing for that team. They got the term down, paid a little more per year, got the term down. Looking forward to talking to Mike Johnson, former NHLer Mike Johnson, about that. And uh, it's going to be a great show, 10 o'clock local time on TSN. Sports Center with Jay and Dan. We're on Sunday to Thursday, and we loop in the morning. Uh, <laughs> shout out to all the kids uh, still listening who went back to school today. We loop in the morning uh, from Monday to Friday on yeah. uh, TSN the- 4 and 5. So make sure you watch <laughs> us there. And uh, and we also do a podcast. We do a podcast. Yeah, it no one listens to those, Tuesday. Jay. Uh, it comes out every Tuesday, Reed. It's uh, it's wonderful exploration of, of small-town mayors. Mournville liquor stores, uh, uh, Lisa, the former mayor who's now a drifter somewhere in Legal, perhaps. Hang on, hang on. Oh, she's doing Lisa's great. Lisa's a drifter in Legal, Reed. She's a drifter in Legal at the Fast Gas. Uh, I, and I assume the lead Blake Wheeler story about the contract will then transition into how that affects Austin Matthews' next contract. But anyway. Naturally. Jay, thank you for doing this. Have a great show tonight. You remain a dear and true friend. Thank you, Reed. I hope you have a wonderful evening. Uh, Bless you and and say hi to everybody at the station, including, uh, of course, uh, your morning men, Rob Christie and Audie Lynch. Uh, That is Jay Onright with a wide-ranging conversation here on 630 Chet Inside Sports. He is obsessed with the town of Mournville. Vic texting in, he says, hey, read my parents live in Mournville. Don't be messing up their town. That's from Vic. Hey, we're going to go to Winnipeg and talk about the Blake Wheeler contract with Bob Irving when we get back. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.